So we welcome you to our season of the Summer Together podcast. Our hope is that it inspires your faith midweek and keeps you feeling a sense of connection with sisters and brothers in the St. Paul's community during this season. This summer, I have invited a whole host of people to share their favorite poem. Even if poetry is not your thing, you will like hearing the voices of people in our community who will join me. We have members of our congregation, our staff, and others. And in some cases, you'll be surprised and enchanted to hear what they have selected as one of their favorite works. As we know, the Bible itself is full of all kinds of genres. Poetry is one of them. Poetry really has the unique ability to bring up emotions that you didn't know you had and open our imaginations in faithful ways. Today, we're going to have um, Christopher Betts with us, who's our director of music, and he's going to share with us a favorite selection that he has chosen for today and talk with me about it for a few minutes. So welcome, Chris. Well, thanks, Tommy. Um, why don't you share with us what you selected? So I've chosen, uh, it's called To a Solemn Music. It's by John Milton. It was published in 1645, known to some musicians perhaps as Blessed Pair of Sirens. It's the same, it's the same poem. So I'd like to share that. Please do. Blessed Pair of Sirens, pledges of heaven's joy, sphere-born harmonious sisters, voice and verse. Wed your divine sounds, and mixed power employ dead things with inbreathed sense able to pierce. And to our high-raised fantasy present that undisturbed song of pure content, I sung before the sapphire-colored throne to him that sits thereon with saintly shout and solemn jubilee, where the bright seraphim in burning row their loud uplifted angel trumpets blow and the cherubic host in thousand choirs touch their immortal harps of golden wires with those just spirits that wear victorious palms, hymns devout and holy psalms singing everlastingly, that we on earth with undiscording voice may rightly answer that melodious noise, as once we did, till disproportioned sin jarred against nature's chime, and with harsh din broke the fair music that all creatures made to their great Lord, whose love their motion swayed in perfect diapason, while they stood in first obedience and their state of good. Oh, may we soon again renew that song and keep in tune with heaven, till God ere long to his celestial consort us unite to live with him and sing an endless morn of light. Hmm. Well, that one just goes through the whole range of, of, the, of the Christian experience, doesn't it? From praise to our sin and brokenness and then a call again to us, doesn't it? Why did you Absolutely. select that one? Yeah. I think it's amazing. So um, yeah, I selected it, to be honest, because when you asked us to come up with a favorite poem, I was coming up a little bit short. To be honest, poetry by itself is something that I haven't um, spent very much time with over the years, uh, although I was particularly inspired at the iconoclast meeting the other night. Some of the poetry there was amazing. Um, but then got to thinking about it and realized how much poetry I do in fact know and love because it's been introduced to me through music. And this, uh, this particular poem was set to music by, by Hubert Parry in the 19th century. It's a famous anthem written for orchestra and choir. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, and some people will have seen it used at the wedding of Prince William and Kate Middleton a couple of years ago, and might have wondered why uh, an anthem called Blessed Pair of Sirens, which immediately thinking, what is that about? Might have wondered why it was there. And um, when I was in Bethesda, you know, 
my previous church was looking for a, something for the choir to do that was really bold and, um, and that, that would be a real challenge for them and decided to land upon this piece, which I didn't know. And in the process of teaching this piece, just became aware of just how wonderful the poetry is, mm. that the, the, the wonderful imagery that it contains, that it, that it uses music as a metaphor for our relationship with God, which, which I just love. Uh, and he, and it, it's funny how uh, in, in our lives today, we might talk about people living in discord, perhaps, or people living in harmony. And these are terms that we throw around without even thinking that they're musical terms. And they both occur in this poem that Milton came up with those terms in, in, in the mid 17th century. And um, I, I, just, I just think it's wonderful. And the way that he yearns for us to be closer to God in a musical way. Yeah. And this is what you lead us to do each week. Isn't it? Well, that's <laughs> what I hope to do for sure. Absolutely. Leading your choirs and your music staff and us on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful that this, yeah, this poem is, uses music as a metaphor that way. Yeah. So you first heard about it in your prior church when you all were looking for an answer. Well, I'd heard about it for quite a number of years. Actually, Sunny, my wife, uh, when she was singing in the, in the choir in my church in Lubbock, that choir before my time had sung the piece. In fact, they'd sung it in England with orchestra and choir. And it was wonderful. So I knew that the piece existed, but I'd never really looked at it closely until just a couple of years ago and uh, really, was, really was very moved. Uh, also, there's, there's, there's a couple of lines, you know, oh, may we soon again renew that song and keep in tune with heaven. Mm. I, was, I, was, I, I was familiar with that phrase, in tune with heaven, because the Church of England in recent years, I think they, they did an in-depth survey of music across the whole church, particularly in cathedrals, and in tune with heaven was, was the title of that report when it was finally published. Really? I, uh, I, I think it's really beautiful. in the imagery of... Of, of, of music in a kind of revelation kind of way, and the music and the cherubic, the cherubic host, and thousand choirs, and spirits with victorious palms singing hymns and psalms everlastingly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a wonderful image and something that we would yearn to be a part of, I think. And I think that's how he comes up with the title, Blessed Pair of Sirens. I, I understand that sirens in Greek mythology were something for us to be afraid of things of incredible, uh, uh, women of incredible beauty who would lure sailors basically to their doom because they couldn't resist. But on the other hand, this is, he, he's turning it around and he's using it in a sense that this, that God is calling us through music and through poetry in a way that is really irresistible. Mm. And, and I love that he's turned it around in that way. That's wonderful. Yeah, to use that and to turn it around in that way. And of course, the line ends, to live with him and sing, sing in endless morn of light. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Right. So we're, we're lucky, those of us that get to practice music in that way, because we, we have, a, have a way in. I was thinking it was kind of like the Celtic tradition of the thin place. Yes. I think I heard Bill Curley talking about that a couple yes. of Sundays back, because it's like that. He's basically saying music and poetry, they are thin places, places where we get so, so close to, to the divine and just, just, just bring us closer. And that's, uh, that's really wonderful. Well, that's, what this, that's what this poem is about. You've given your life to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's exciting to have done that. Yes. Well, so you've said a little bit already, Chris, about uh, what it is about poetry and song um, that uh, opens our imagination to God, that inspires our faithfulness. Um, anything else you might say about what it is uniquely about that form of expression that's maybe different than other kinds that 
Um, I think, um, and, and poetry is different than other forms of written mm -hmm. language, I think, because poetry and music, um, they, they reach us in our hearts as much as with our minds, probably perhaps more in, in our hearts. And even as we're singing hymns that we know and love, they're somehow, they're, they're working on us. They're working on our hearts and, and, and the lines that we sing. And, the, you know, people often talk about melodies staying with them through the week. Oh, I've been singing this all week. I couldn't get it out of my head. And the words that go with that melody, they, they are also being stuck in, in the heads of people and, and, they're, and they're working on them. I know that I've got all kinds of little snippets of poetry that I've sung over the years that, that stay with me and suddenly they'll spring to mind when mm -hmm. you see something that reminds you. And, and, and of course, uh, Charles Wesley was particularly good at encapsulating all of his theology in, in hymns. I, I, I think there might be more Wesleyan theology imparted to us that way than there was through John's preaching. I, I have to agree. In fact, when I encounter people who want to know something about the Methodist tradition, in particular the sacraments, I'll say to them, let me show you a Charles Wesley <laughs> hymn, and, and this will tell you all you want to know. Of course, I mean, how many of us are actually familiar with John Wesley's sermons? I would, I would reckon that it's far fewer people are familiar with his sermons than they are with Charles's hymns. And, and these concepts, you know, the, 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 the wonderful concepts that, that Charles encourages us to think about, you know, we're, we're familiar with them because... Yeah, we because sing them week after yeah, week. week after week, and we're regularly exposed to them. And these concepts, right. they, they work through us and, and they become part of us. And right. I think that's absolutely wonderful. It is wonderful. And it's been wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this time. And thank you for listening today. If you would like to comment on this conversation or share your own favorite poem or song, please go to stpaulshouston.org and make a comment or share a favorite work. Thanks so much.